every day in communities just like yours, men and women devote their lives to building our economies brick by brick and job by job. These are their stories. You're listening to From the Ground Up, North America's Top 50 Economic Developers. Welcome to From the Ground Up. I am Carla Winchester, and for today's podcast, we wanted to share a great insight that was shared with us at Economics this year. The session was focused on measures that matter, and Kate McEnroe from Kate McEnroe Consulting and Josh Bays from Site Selection Group really broke it down for our listening audience on the simple, no cost, but most effective and most critical measures that economic developers can gather and have ready when site consultants call. We felt at Consultant Connect that this was really critical information for you to know, and we have the pleasure of sharing that conversation with you today. I also wanted to let our listening audience know that our summit seats are selling out quickly. And if you have not had a chance to lock in your summit seat for 2017, I highly encourage you to do that today. The summit schedule can be located on our website at www.consultantconnect.org. You can check that out and get in touch with either Cynthia Hernandez or myself to get your seat locked in. Thank you and enjoy the conversation. Where are you getting that data from? I'm going to answer your question, but I also want to say that just because I don't need data from you in certain regards doesn't mean you don't need to know it. That's the number one thing I want to say to you here is that just because it's something I already have and I'm not going to ask you for, I think that makes it critical that you have it, that you know it, and that you've analyzed it so that you can mitigate it, put context around it, refute it, whatever the case may be. So with that as a baseline, don't think just because I'm not asking you for it or because I have it myself, you don't need to dig into it as deeply as I do. Having said that, I think all of the basics, you know, we kind of use the word demographics like Kleenex. It covers a lot of things. Uh, demographics in its narrowest form means how many humans within whatever geography, you know, how old are they? What color are they? How much education do they have? How many cars do they have? All of that is gettable. All of that for me, I can get occupation data, not exactly demographics, but what do they do for a living? What kind of, you know, education background do they have? That I can get. So most of that stuff I can come by, and I'm stopping short of things I get off your website because I think that'll be a next question. So we subscribe, and all of us do something different. We subscribe to a lot of the databases that we encourage you to subscribe to. I change my mind frequently because I keep looking at who's delivering what. Right now, I would say probably Esri, Business Analyst Online, would be my baseline demographic side. I'm kind of indifferent. I see pluses and minuses to MC and JobCQ for occupation data. I tend to go to some free sources that are available to you for education information. And I'll echo that in that there's not a lot of data that I personally need from economic development, but I recognize how important it is for you to have it because I also recognize a large portion of your pipeline are not consultant-led projects. And in those instances, it's incredibly important. But the good news is, and the reason that you're seeing less data requests or the RFPs being less data intensive, I guess, is because everybody has access to the same stuff now. And that wasn't the case five, seven, ten years ago. And 
one of the byproducts from that that I think is very valuable for economic development is the price has come down significantly. And so I'm responsible for data procurement for a site selection group. And on an annual basis, we look at all the gadgets that we spend money on, whether it's data or software or what have you. And that budget, we've been able to consistently drop that budget every single year with getting more tools. And so there's a lot of competition in the data game, and it makes it easy for economic development to get the tools they need on a budget. So Josh, if you were in an economic development shop right now leading it, what tools would you recommend for a mid to large size shop to purchase? I'll go into the specific things that I think you should have. But one thing I want to say off the top is I think it would be very valuable to not just invest in data for your community. Because let's pretend I'm not a consultant. Let's pretend I'm a company and I'm relying on you to demonstrate all the characteristics of your community and you submit all of this great information. If I don't have anything to compare it to, I don't know, is 250,000 people good? Is this occupation concentration good? I don't know. I need something to compare it to. And so when you do buy whatever data, I'm not saying you have to get it on a national level. That obviously escalates costs. But pick those benchmark communities either you regularly compete against or what have you. So when you can provide that data, you can give people some type of baseline reference. You know, now your common demographic data is obviously, I mean, that's kind of a check the box. Everybody needs that, and you can do that pretty cost effectively. Kate mentioned a lot about the occupation and industry data. One of the things that is becoming a lot more popular over the last couple of years is job posting data. That is a very good way to assess demand side of supply demand forecasting. And then obviously, having some type of GIS capabilities to overlay data so you can demonstrate to people all the finer points of your community. So Kate, we've been with you multiple times where you really kind of laid the groundwork in terms of what data we should collect that's not available on the sources. So we know that BLS is out there. We know there's Esri. We know all of those systems. But what is an economic developer? Should we be collecting from our existing industries that you will need in the project? My number one wish is that there is a really, really robust employer list. And it sounds very simple. You cannot database your way out of this. I don't care how much money you have. I've run into too many situations where you've heard me tell this story. You know, my client had a thousand people in a community. I asked that community, hey, give me your major employers in this space. My client did not show up. So you can't spend enough money to have a database make this go away for you. You have to put some sweat into who are your major employers and what do they do functionally. So, for example, if you tell me Walmart, I don't know if it's a distribution center, I don't know if it's e-commerce, I don't know if Crystal's in the room, it's their headquarters, I don't know if it's a store. So I need to know those things. I need to know how many people there are at a minimum. And sometimes I get pushback from people saying, oh, well, they may not want to tell me you know, how many employees they have. That to me, if you can't figure out how many employees one of your major employers has, that's an issue. And I would stress, by the way, especially on the white collar side and the, I hate using the term back office because I think they're more valuable than we tend to think they are in an economy. But on that side, I'm going to stick to just one thing. That's my number one thing. Okay, so get those employer lists ready and squared away. Josh, do you have anything to add that you feel like is really a sticking point that you really need to know this? When I think about what I request from economic development, it's stuff that I can't obviously get on our own. And it's a lot of employer-related stuff. And 
I recognize that, well, first and foremost, the, the most important thing that I can get from economic development are contacts, right? Whether it's contacts of existing employers or utilities or city officials or whoever the case may be. In addition to that, if you're aggregating some type of data that we can't get, it's going to be survey-based locally. Wage surveys are always very helpful, but I recognize how difficult that can be and the sensitivity associated with sharing wage surveys. But there are also kind of ways to get around that, right? You know, if you have a large e-commerce named Amazon and somebody needs to know what they pay, it's probably acceptable to say the e-commerce industry here, wages are X and Y, right? Wages are incredibly important. And then away from the employer side, another thing that I rely on economic development for are finer details of real estate. And so over the last five to seven years, communities have invested a lot of money in real estate databases and they put it on their website and that's great. I understand the need for that. But as a site selector, my biggest fear in the world is that I'm going to miss something. And so there's not a database out there that I trust because I don't know how often it's populated. I, I don't know any of that stuff. Thanks for tuning in to North America's Top 50, produced by Consultant Connect, an organization working to bridge the gap between leading economic developers and location consultants. To learn more about what we do and how to get involved, please visit consultantconnect.org or tweet me at Ron Kitchens.